The end of PCR tests, TAT, optimistic as ever, and the Russians might be coming back soon. That's all coming up on today's Good Morning Thailand. Hello and welcome to Good Morning Thailand, presented by Tim Newton and Jay, sponsored by Coffee Culture and My Beach Resort. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and we'll be at My Beach Resort on Monday and Tuesday, live. Yes, that's right. Um, before Songkran kicks off on Wednesday. Between Wednesday and Friday, we're sort of not doing Good Morning Thailand, but I'm going to be doing a sort of... Um, Good morning wherever I am and bringing you up to date with uh, sort of just the, the latest big news stories. Yes, and we do have videos coming out every, almost every day of Songkran uh, from 13 to 17. So you can be rest assured that you will be entertained. Now you're, you're, you're calling for sympathy today because you played some sport last night and you're, you're suffering a bit. Yes. And so you've been walking around, moping around the office all morning <laughs> just trying to attract some sympathy well we had a shorter turnout so um, we had to run a lot more okay yeah. yeah and you haven't had a shave today no that's all a bit well, rough really well if you've noticed um, this is the first time you've noticed i actually do this every friday for the lumberjack day oh i see because yeah. lumberjacks don't shave yes and believe it or not this is only one day so oh it's rough the only thing i didn't do was shave this morning so. yeah. yeah so you're a bit under the weather i've actually got a surprise coming up Wait, before we start, ladies and gentlemen, you what, can... What, story? Yeah. No, ladies and gentlemen, we do have timestamps, so you can skip to the part where we talk about news, but we've already started, so I'm going to continue. Yes. Oh, uh, and hello, Natty, by the way, who's looking after uh, Carmel's seat. That's right. Carmel is uh, off on holiday today. She's enjoying her long weekend. I don't even know if she's going to come on Monday or Tuesday. She's just... She makes up her own decisions. She makes up her own mind. She's gone in the wind. If truth be known... Carmel runs the business. Yeah, she, I mean, having some cocktails down at some beach, smoking her cigars. I mean, who smokes cigars at a hot beach in Phuket? <laughs> in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, yes, sorry, I have a surprise coming up. Okay. I haven't told you this yet. All right. But after the Songkran break, yes. I'm going to come back yes. with a full set of beer. Oh, wow. That's right. Well, you shouldn't have told me. Well, yeah, it would have been a lot more. But you would have noticed, because I come in the, in the morning, you would have... I, I noticed when you haven't shaved for three hours, let yeah, alone uh, a whole break. But yes, and then we're going to let the so viewers warning. decide, yay or nay, for the lumberjack beard. Okay. Oh, good luck, Jay. Thank you. That's really exciting. Thank you. All right, anyways, let's get on with the show, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, our first topic today is regarding RT-PCR tests may be axed. Now, some of you might be saying, yeah, Jay, we already know that. That's supposed to be coming May the 1st. But the CCSA is supposed to have a meeting today... Uh, as the health ministry and everyone's favorite uh, health minister, Anuskin Shanvira Kun, uh, is coming up, basically setting, uh, submitting a proposal that he spoke about yesterday today, for, for today's meeting, uh, basically saying that RT-PCR tests should be cancelled and let's replace them with a antigen test kit instead. ATK test. ATK test, yes, yes. which is an antigen test kit. So... But Good I, news? Yeah, the, the problem with the, the story, the way it's been reported, uh, the, the, they haven't said uh, the proposal is to abolish the arrival PCR test from a certain date. Yes. So that's the problem I have with the story. Previously, it's been reported that there's going to be a four-phase uh, changeover as they reduce restrictions up to July the 1st, mm -hmm. where they hope to call COVID endemic in Thailand, and at that stage, they will have all the restrictions removed. They haven't ever mentioned about face masks or removing the Thailand pass completely from July the 1st, yep. but we'll worry about that when we get closer. That's, That's right. my problem with this uh, announcement from the Public Health Minister. He said, oh, we're going to make a proposal to the CSA to, uh, I believe the proposal's already made, but he hasn't mentioned any dates. We understand previously it's been announced that they were looking to remove the PCR test on arrival from May the 1st. That That's means right. you get rid of the prepaid PCR test and most importantly that prepaid night in quarantine at an SHA plus 
or Plus Plus Hotel. That was the first question you asked me, is aren't they going to do that on May the 1st anyways? Yeah. So I thought having the meeting today, perhaps they could bring back the date that they're actually going to scrap the, te uh, the test. However, ladies and gentlemen, in a Bangkok Post article, a source at the CCSA uh, has come out and said that uh, the shift to antigen test may take effect. They might talk about it today, they might approve it, but till the time it gets approved and into the Royal Gazette, uh, it's, it's, going to take, it's going to take effect next month, which was already expected anyways. Now, um, it's also matched with another article today, or it's reports yes. from uh, the Public Health Ministry, again, predicting uh, like a doomsday scenario following Songkran. So they're, they're almost like they're getting everybody ready for some really, really bad news. Yes. And they're saying there's going to be, I think the prediction was 50,000 that's right. Per day? That's right. Norm, you've got a couple of graphs there. We've got the first graph is uh, showing COVID cases, if we want to bring that graph up. And that uh, shows that we've got uh, a, a sort of a, a, an increase of COVID cases. The trend is an increase in Thailand. And it really started kicking off uh, on about February the 20th when mm. it got over the 20,000. And it stayed over there since then uh, through now to the first week in April. So the interesting thing about that figure is they're thinking that uh, case numbers could double uh, after Songkran. That's this doomsday scenario that they're predicting. I think they're doing it just to frighten ties into, oh, I must keep socially distancing. Oh, I must make sure I've got my inoculations and That's right. all that sort of stuff. Well, Friday's meeting, uh Today, today's meeting with the CCSA, apparently they're just going to focus on measures to contain COVID-19 during the festival, as yes, they are expecting a, a spike in infections. And like you said, with the doomsday 50,000 COVID-19 daily infections predicted after Songkran, um, they're letting people know that if you cooperate and comply with the safety measures, of course. then it will be 50,000. So don't go nuts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's another graph too, if you can bring up that second graph, Norm, uh, which shows the, the death rate in Thailand at the moment. And as you can see, uh, the there has been a, a concurrent rise in the death rate, but it's much, much lower than when Thailand was peaking with its death rate during uh, August and September last year under the, um, what was it called? The, the Delta variant. Mm. So, um, yeah, the, the death rate is certainly climbing at the moment, and uh, that's a pretty sad situation. There are a lot of people in critical care at the moment. That's also very sad. So this uh, scenario of, of, of rising cases, this is against a trend in a lot of other parts of the world, indeed most other parts of the world, where there is a lowering of, or, or a complete decline of the Omicron curve. They're in a really strange situation here in Thailand, sort of a twilight zone where it's uh, completely out of step with uh, the COVID situation in other parts of the world. But that is the situation. We're sorry to talk about COVID. For those people that don't like talking about COVID, please go and watch uh, something else because we're just reporting the news and uh, just bringing that information to your attention. It's okay. Some people like being optimistic and talking about being optimistic, enter the TAT. Now, ah. The TAT is being trying to get at my crystal ball. Yes, they're targeting 656 billion baht from domestic travel. Now, the domestic tourism receipts for the first quarter this year are expected to tally at around 135 billion baht. Uh, and they've said there, there's been almost 30 million trips taken uh, through the domestic market. But the TAT is aiming at 656 billion baht in revenue for the entire year. Extremely optimistic, but the TAT governor, Kun Yutasak Supason, has said, look, domestic revenue in the first three months surged 53%. Okay. Compared that's, that's to last year. Compared to last year. Um, right. And that's an increase of 73%, mainly attributed to loosening curbs to stem COVID-19 and higher vaccination rate. And he's also gone and said, look, there's another 50, there's almost 52% of the population that's afraid of traveling. And we've got to do our job to basically encourage people that it's safe to travel, don't worry. And if, if we can get even half or more of those 50% who haven't traveled yet or don't want to travel, then we're going to make a lot of money and reach this target of 656 billion. Now, is it optimistic? Yes. Can they achieve maybe half or less? Probably. Aim high, achieve medium, 
So you've got one department, the health department, sort of predicting this doomsday scenario yes. of that, saying, if you don't behave yourself, there's going to be all these COVID cases. And then you've got the TAT saying, travel, get out there, pent-up demand, come on, yep. open up your pockets. So the TAT is the Tourism Authority of Thailand, not just for international travel, but also for internal travel. That's right. So whilst the, uh, the, the incoming travel is somewhat languishing, although it is steadily growing, uh, if truth be known, uh, despite the problems with the Thailand pass, the TAT are turning their attention to domestic travel and getting Thailand to sort of pick up the slack. And that's going to happen, of course, during Songkran. There's going to yes. be a lot, a lot of people travelling. Yes. I know if you want to fly down to Phuket from Bangkok to Phuket over the next week, that's about a 4,000 baht fare. I can usually get a fare for about 1,000 baht to do that mm. either way. Well, I, I think I booked my tickets about two weeks ago and it was still quite expensive, I thought, almost 2,000 baht. Yeah, so Sad it's now days. about 4,000. Sad days. Well, it's just because the planes are full, which is a good thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. Once we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about more traveling, but this time Russians are going to travel back to Thailand, <laughs> um, as well as OnlyFans. We all love OnlyFans. We've got a story about OnlyFans. Um, we'll be back right after this. And welcome back. You're watching Good Morning Thailand with Tim and Jay and also the voice of God, Natty Warisa. Natty, say hello if you're there. Hello. <laughs> okay, there she is. Very shy today. She's real. Uh, by the way, Jay, yeah. I think you need a good cup yeah. of this at the moment. You're very slow today. Yeah, I, I need some coffee culture. You need some coffee culture. Asia. Well, they do make the best roast coffee and I can just use their coffee capsules for easy coffee. I think you just should drink the coffee capsule neat <laughs> yeah. and about five of them. Well, whatever you, like, whatever you like, Coffee Culture Asia will get you sorted. As well as My Beach Resort. You can go to My Beach Resort and enjoy an amazing stay. You can get a 10% discount <laughs> if you put in the code TIGER. And if you come on Monday and Tuesday at around about 9.30 at some beautiful location, probably in the breakfast area overlooking uh, Pangna Bay, yeah. you'll see Jay and me, and Jason will be down there as well pressing buttons. Carmel right. won't be there, I don't think. Carmel won't she be there. She was demanding a huge fee to come down to Phuket. Yeah. And uh, who flies business class for like a forty, like for a one-hour flight? Exactly. And the demand, the Perrier water, and she wanted What's like with the Perrier water. I never understood that. She wanted bowls of green Smarties. I mean, what? <laughs> so we've said no. Yeah. But, but uh, Natty's yeah. here. Yes. Hello. There's a question from Adventures Foreign and Domestic, and the question is, what airline do you recommend to fly from Bangkok to Phuket? Since you guys are talking about Phuket. Bangkok to Phuket, if I am booking in advance, this, this if if a friend asked me, if you know you're going to travel in a couple of weeks to a month's time, I would book Thai Smile because the, they give you 15 kgs uh, baggage allowance for free. Uh, and you can fly off uh, Bangkok's Warnapum Airport. So Thai Smile, if you know in advance you're going to travel. For last-minute travel, Thai Vietjet has the best prices. They also fly out of Suwanapum. Yes. Uh, there's also Air Asia, which has some flights out of Suwanapum, but mostly flies out of Don Muang. And there's also Don Muang. Can you say it? Don Muang. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, but um, And, and yeah. there's also Nok Air. We should mention all the others. Nokia is very nice, yes. Yeah, Nokia. The, the cheapest But they is fly out of Don Mung and I don't, I don't want to go there. No, that doesn't suit me either because just 100 metres from where we yeah. are is the Makassan Airport link that goes straight to Suwanapum Airport. You can only get there through bus or taxi and, it just, and it's really far away as well. For, for, for us, yes. For most people. Yes. I mean, from your palace you yeah. have here in Asok, uh, yeah, it's much more convenient just to walk to the uh, airport link yeah. where you've got a direct walkway haven't you from your palace yeah pretty much so uh yeah i, I usually and i i don't I'm not recommending i'm just saying i use exclusively vietjet just because they're usually the cheapest and they sort of know me now i must be on their list oh here he comes again <laughs> and they give me uh do they, do window they seat like, near the front couldn't he miss back 
Well, they don't quite say that. Oh, okay. They don't use that high-pitched, ridiculous voice. Yeah, they do. <laughs> All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time. Do we answer the question? I think so. Okay. Thai Smile and Vietjet. Uh, Up to you, though. There's plenty of other airlines, and it just depends on what suits you. But as Jay says, if you uh, want a, a lot of luggage allowance, then uh, Thai Smile is, is very good. Uh, but you need to get the cheap seats early. Yes. All right, it's now time for Two Minutes Thailand, where you get to learn about the different, different aspects, history and information about Thailand. Where are we off Nan. to today? Well, today, uh, Nan is going to talk about a very popular snack available in Thailand, which you might have seen, but never tried, but you should. It's called Kanom Krok. And what, well, I'm about to find out. Yes. Today, I will recommend you to try an ancient Thai dessert, Kanom Krok. If Japanese people have takoyaki as a cultural dish in Osaka, we have kanomkrok in Thailand. These desserts are easy to find at a local street food cart or department store. However, it used to be an ancient dessert which Thai people used to love to cook at their house since the 13th century. Kanomkrok is an authentic Thai dessert that has been eaten for a long time. During the Ayutthaya period, there was a passage about making kanomkrok stoves in Kudluang Hawat's record, and it shows that kanomkrok has been prevalent since this era. Kanomkrok has a fairy tale. Kanom in Thai means dessert, and krok is shortened from konrakan, which means lover's couple. The tale is that the dessert occurred from love of a young man named Krathi, which means coconut milk, and a woman named Bang, which means poor. That is the reason why it is usually served into pieces put together to symbolize being together forever. Ingredients typically include coconut milk and rice flour. The villagers prefer kanom krok with no toppings or slight spring onions. However, the loyal community they started to top it with some shrimp, panang curry, pork, and even egg on top. As time passed, making kanom krok at home disappeared, leaving the sales of the dessert in stores and street food shops outside. It is sweet, a bit salty, and smell amazing. It is crispy outside, but melts in the mouth. Welcome back from the break. I love me a kanom crop. Are you a fan? And no. Look, I've tried the different. I've tried the sweet ones and the savoury ones, and it doesn't quite work with my palate. It's so good. But it is great that, that there's such a different variety of foods, and we really appreciate Nan going out and uh, showing us what they are. I like the one with carport. So that's nice with the carport. Corn. Oh, okay. So. Uh, yeah, that's our two-minute Thailand. There's no end of Thai snacks. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Natty, you've got some questions. I actually had one, but I think Tim already addressed it. Uh, somebody asked, is kanom krok sweet or savory? That was from Preston. Sort of both. I've both. always considered it as like a sweet snack because I don't have the savory one where it's a little salty because they put spring onions on it as well. That sort of makes that's, it savory. Yeah, that's a no-go for me, but Ooh. I like the one with uh, corn. It's a lot more sweeter, and it's basically dessert. It's the, I consider it dessert. It's a snack. Yeah. Netty, any more? Um, no, not really. Jupiter Flambe says jet rar. That's okay. all. <laughs> Very nice. And on so, that so, note... We, so jet's ticking, yeah. jet should be... Mm, but he's not. He's delayed his meditation until the 20th. Okay. Yeah. So jet's still around. Is he coming to Bangkok? I'm not sure, actually. 
for Songkran? I don't think so. No, I think he'd stay home with his family. Yeah, probably. Um, talking about family, let's give a quick shout out to Tom Photo Benzman for becoming a Tiger member today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome for, to yeah. our membership. Um, that means we sort of uh, throw rose petals at you and yeah. we say thank you. Thank you for supporting the channel. We appreciate you. As well as all of the viewers watching us right now, 440 people, if you're enjoying the show, please click the like button. It helps us a lot more than you think. Uh, there is a story coming up, by the way, that will make you scratch your head. Yes. And for some of you who can figure out the code we're going to be speaking in, it'll blow your mind. All right, let's start off firstly with Thailand can welcome Russian travelers back to Thailand this Saturday. Well, now, got to unwrap this. Yes. The Russian Prime Minister. Well, you, you tell the story and I'll sort of decode it for you. All right. You. Well, the Russian Prime Minister, Mikhail Mishutin, has revealed that Russia would open its sky to 52 friendly countries from April 9th and onwards. Friendly countries. That's right. On that list, of course, is Thailand, um, who says that they're ready to welcome back Russian travelers. And uh, there's also a long list of... Um, now, you're going to talk about the aircrafts and stuff, but yes, there's a list of friendly countries and unfriendly countries. You can find that article on the tiger.com. I guess which are the unfriendly ones. Yeah, Tim, uh, what do you have to say about this? Okay, so th this has been announced basically for the Russian uh, people. It's a yeah. Russian media story. Yes. COVID's uh, sort of easing up, so we're going to open up our skies to all these friendly countries, some 22 friendly countries. What are a few of them? Just, uh, just pick countries? a few out. Uh, will be resumed, including China, India, Thailand. There were like 30. I, I didn't bother No, there's 22, actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 22. <laughs> yes. So the thing is that the Thai government have gone, oh, that's great. We'll, we'll welcome uh, the Russian travellers back. The problem is that yes. most countries have imposed a ban on uh, planes going in and out of Russia. Whether that's going to include Thai Airways, for example, if Thai Airways set up a flight to Moscow, I'll be very surprised. But in theory, the Thai government have gone, oh, that's okay. Well, yeah, they can come back now. But they're also forgetting the, um, what is it? The, um, the war? Yeah. You know, after they invaded uh, Ukraine? Yeah, that. They sort yeah. of forgot that that's happening as well. He didn't mention that at all in his media release, the Russian Prime Minister. I didn't even know there was a Prime Minister, by the way. So uh, I'm sure he wasn't elected he by makes, the people. He just makes speeches. Yes, but, but opens kindergartens. Yeah. You, you were talking in particular about the lease of these aircrafts. Now, even if these air, aircrafts travel abroad, come to Thailand, they land in Thailand, and the Russian tourists go out, now you said... What if the leaseholders of these airplanes come and take them back? Yeah, so a large proportion of the Russian fleets, not just the national airline Aeroflot, but other airlines as well, are leased from overseas companies outside Russia. And the sanctions have now made it illegal for those countries to lease their planes to Russia. So those planes in Russia, if they leave Russia and land in a foreign country, uh, maybe one of the unfriendly countries. I'm not sure legally what would happen, but if an Aeroflot plane that was leased arrived in Bangkok, there would be some sort of legal ramifications where the lessor, the lessor or the lessee, the people who were leasing the plane to Aeroflot could go and take the keys. Uh, there's not keys, by the way, but uh, th that's the idea. They could say, no, we're uh, reclaiming that plane. So there's going to be problems uh, if Russia tries to resume flights. But I'm sure they're perfectly aware of this. And I believe that the, uh, the president, Putin, uh, tried to sort of nationalise uh, and um, change the rules and saying that, no, those leased planes are actually ours. So, yeah, you could end up with a whole lot of uh, legal problems and people could fly somewhere and not have a plane to fly back. So going to be interesting to see if any Russian planes do start uh, arriving in Thailand with Russian tourists. And uh, there's nothing stopping them legally from doing so. It would be a really bad look for Thailand if it started accepting Russian tourists. But uh, we'll have to see how that one unfolds. All right. Talking about planes. Now... I'm sure, by the way, our viewers are going to have some comments about this and uh, Natty will bring those to us soon. Sure. Now, talking about planes... Oh, okay. here we go. Thai Airways, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen. Thai, 
Kai Airways, who which is bankrupt and trying to desperately survive and sell most of its plane, has suddenly decided to buy no lease lease yes triple seven jets triple seven three hundreds that's right three of them why okay so the lead story in the bangkok post today yes uh, i'll just read it verbatim thai airways international add three boeing 737 300 er that's extended range to its fleet this month in order to meet growing demand for flights in light of the relaxed travel restrictions so uh i'm calling bullshit on this okay. just straight out because the fact is i uh fly into bangkok twice a week or fly in or out and there is i call it the graveyard and the graveyard is all the thai airways jets just sitting there at suwanapum airport parked and they've been parked there for well almost 18 months there are less planes parked there now than there was but thai airways does not need any new planes it's actually trying to sell how many of its fleet um quite uh, a lot. <laughs> thank you <laughs> Uh, the financially strapped flag carrier has sold or is in the process of selling 45 jets, yeah. leaving it with just 58 aircraft, excluding the three leased 777-300Rs. Maybe they wanted to update their fleet. I get that, but they've already got, uh, you know, fairly new Airbus A350-900s. They've got 12 of those. Okay. Normally you've got a, a list here you can show. The uh, Boeing 777s, they've got four of the 200s, okay. and they've already got 16 of the 777-300s. And I can tell you that of those 16, there are still quite a few that are parked, not in service, at Sawanapum Airport. So why do they need those three new jets? Who knows? Well, we actually do know, but I can't tell you because uh, I could get me and the Tiger in a lot of trouble if I told you why those three planes have indeed been leased. But what concerns me, though, is that the story that's been published basically contradicts itself by saying, oh, Thai Airways is, needs these new planes to cope with the growing surge of, of arrivals. Just remember that even at the moment, with the current number of, what, 11,000 people arriving uh, on average on the first four days of April, mm -hmm. it's still only 8 to 10% of the number of travellers that were coming to Thailand pre-COVID. So what on earth does it need these three new aircraft for, where it's got half its fleet sitting on the ground doing nothing? They're desperately trying to sell some of the aircraft because they've got nothing to do. All I can say is put two and two together, you'll get five and you might be shocked. Or just spend a bit of time on Google and uh, you'll find the actual answer. I wish we wish we could tell you. I just find it disappointing that uh, a, a renowned publication has published a story like this. All right. We'll we can't just... say much more about it. We're and gonna... by the way, any comments that uh, our uh, viewers do about this matter, uh, we can't read out uh, a lot of your answers. I'm sorry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to swiftly move on to our last topic today, which is regarding OnlyFans. Hey, oh. OnlyFans. So I'm glad I got through all the last five minutes. Yeah, it's all for the fans. Now we can talk about OnlyFans. Jay's favourite. Now, police have arrested... I can see a lumberjack channel on OnlyFans. Yeah, there's a demand for it. A lumberjack channel. Ladies and gentlemen, you make it happen too... 200,000 subscribers will have a lumberjack OnlyFans. So um, you can actually make a lot of money from OnlyFans like this person. That's right. Uh, however, police have arrested a Thai OnlyFans star making 100,000 baht per month. Uh, she was a trans woman known as Dreamy Dow. Uh, for producing and distributing You know what they're doing now, they're going, search content. Dreamy Dow. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, Dreamy Dow uh, was arrested for producing and distributing pornographic content in the northeastern province of Konkan on Tuesday. That's right. And uh, she was making about 100,000 baht per month uh, when the police raided uh, her room. Who's on, who, she's only 20 years old. She's very attractive. Yes, uh, and she found a large number of pornographic videos and 17 other items, including filming equipment and props, used <laughs> in the production of this explicit content. Could you and give me some more detail about the props? 
Uh, not much is known about the prop. However, I, okay. think, I think the Thai police knows a lot about it because they found, they caught on to Dreamy Dao uh, selling explicit content mm -hmm. through Twitter. Uh, she used to, she used Twitter to advertise the explicit content and police were subscribed to the Twitter page and they said it was to collect evidence. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Dreamy Dao was arrested for making, producing, possessing and disseminating obscene pornographic content which is accessible to the general public. So so I think the collecting of evidence would be a very important thing and they'd probably have to spend hours and hours yeah. poring over all the details, yeah. making lists of these props. Yeah. Uh, so also, it would be, To count how many videos there are, they must go through every video. Every single video. And, you know, they'd probably have to time the videos and uh, they'd have to look at them from the start to the finish. Be a lot of yeah. detailed work. Her name is Dow. Is she really dreamy? We've, you know, these questions need to be answered. So Natty has something to say about this. That's right. So Weston Hempworth is asking, is it the filming or the distribution that is illegal? Well, you can film and keep it to yourself. But yes, I guess the distribution part yeah. So the distribution method is OnlyFans, which uh, they were going to sort of curb yeah. the illicit content. But uh, after somewhat of a, a rebuff from the public, no, 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 they've uh, <coughs> continued to, uh, to include this uh, ex explicit content. Yes. So, no, it's, it's the distribution that is, is illegal. But she, I have to say, she is one of... Oh, I don't know. I'm just making this up. That thousands, tens of thousands of ties that have turned to OnlyFans yep. as a method of um, securing a, a more reliable income than they may have had in the past. And I have spoken to a, a couple of ladies in Phuket, and uh, they were both they both admitted to making between fifty and a hundred thousand per month. Mm. Uh, and, and I believe what they were saying. Some people, so, yeah, some people think it's easy, but ladies and gentlemen, be careful if you think you can make 100,000 baht per month uh, selling explicit content on OnlyFans. You may want to curb your enthusiasm. The police may subscribe to your channel for the collection of evidence. And which is the theme song too. Curb your enthusiasm. Curbing, yes. Do you like that show? Yes, I enjoy Larry so David. So I liked it for the first... Oh, I sort of got bored. It was the same show every show. Yeah. Larry David playing Larry David. Anyway, we digress. Uh, yeah. So I'm thinking the Lumberjack channel... You don't have to take your gear off. You can just pose with axes. Maybe with your shirt open. Yeah. With your new beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other people would go for that. Sure. Maybe not 100,000 baht a month, but you Maybe. might get a few. Could Could do. Do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. Once we come back from the break, we're going to address some of your questions at where, which Natty would filter. So we'll be back right after this. Find the coffee roast you love most. Coffee Culture delivers Thai coffee online. Whole beans or pre-ground delivered to your doorstep in Thailand. Go to coffeeculture.asia and get coffee you love delivered to your doorstep. Welcome. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Imagine if someone's tuning in for the first time and I just start speaking Swedish. That was Swedish. Isn't I'd welcome and that, that... Oh, I don't know. Probably Norwegian. I'm not sure. And uh, thank you very much to coffeeculture.asia, to my beach resort in Phuket. That's right. Who else do we have to thank? You need some caffeine so badly. Co Coffee Culture and my beach resort are two loyal... Amazing sponsors. They are fantastic. Right. Natty, you've got some questions. Uh, yes, this was asked earlier in the second half. It was M. Maranta saying, any news on why the China crash happened? I think this is the airline 737 or something. Recently crashed in China. Uh, there's no announcement about uh, from the investigation. They do have the two black boxes. There is a collaboration between Chinese investigators and uh, U.S. 
uh, I can't remember the, uh, the the National Transport Something Something Board, and uh, who do a lot of aircraft investigation, and they're collaborating to uh, to decipher what happened. So because of that collaboration, I think the truth will come out. A lot of people thinking, oh, uh, the truth's never going to come out of China. But I think with this uh, collaboration, we will find out what happened. Sometimes it can take uh, quite a long time to uh, sometimes repair the, uh, the, the damaged recorders and then uh, decipher the information. You've got the recordings from the cockpit and then you've also got the recordings of the data mm. uh, of all the flight controls on the plane. Interestingly, yesterday we reported the um, a, a similar sort of nosedive situation on a Malaysian Airlines plane last Sunday. I think the story's got some 20,000 views. It's one of our most viewed stories we've had this month. And it was a Boeing 737-800 as well, same model as the uh, China Eastern flight in China that crashed. This one didn't crash. They uh, just descended very steeply for a time. There was some 10 minutes of erratic behaviour of the plane, but they landed safely in KL. We got a full report of that story at thetiger.com. So this is bad news for Boeing, just bad press. I have to say that the 737-800 is one of the, if not the most reliable aircraft ever built. And these incidents that have happened, nothing to do with the later built uh, 737 MAX. Uh, so it's nothing to do with that. The software on the MAX does not appear on the 737-800 and they are a very reliable aircraft statistically. I actually have something to add. Did you know that uh, article that you were saying that went kind of viral, had a lot of hits? It made it to Channel 3 Thailand. Our article went to Channel 3. Art, uh, channel, oh, really? Yeah, Channel Sam 3 Sam, which on is like TV. Probably the biggest channel, Thai channel, news yeah. channel. They, they, no, they do a lot. Channel 3? Yeah. Yes. What? Really? Yes. I can't imagine that. No, in English, they do Thai. Yeah. I know. But yeah. Well, that's great. Thank you. Thank you. And somebody also asked, uh, what happened to the testing on day five? Is it still there? Yeah. At the moment, you still need to do an ATK test, which you can buy at any convenience store. How much are they? 50 baht? 50 baht? Yeah. 100 baht? And, um, yeah, yeah. and then you have to upload the results onto the More, More Prom app. But you'll be told that when you arrive, it'd be part of your you know, paperwork when you arrive, that you need to do the ATK test and upload it uh, onto the more prom And all I can say is if it's not negative, keep doing the test until it is. We made it to Channel 3 News. That's a pretty big deal. Sure is. Fantastic. Thank you. Who, who told us about that one, Natty? I, it was at the very it's beginning. I lost her now. Okay. okay. I've got a, not doing yeah. a job properly. I've Sorry. got a quick question from Lewis who says, Jay, F1 driver Alex Albon was in Thailand for charity. Just seeing if Thailand talked about it. Uh, Lewis, uh, as far as I'm aware, no news outlet has spoken about it really. Alex Albon is not that famous in Thailand. People no. are aware that there's a Thai driver in F1. F1 in general isn't that popular. Maybe now because of the Netflix series, it's getting more and more popular. But Alex Albon in general, like you can't see him in billboards in Thailand. He's not really well advertised here. He's not really promoting any brands. So he's a very low key character in Thailand. The, the, the Thais do sort of like their motor racing. Like they've got the, uh, the Moto GP up at uh, Buriram each year. So they do like this sort of uh, their motorsports, but that's very much centered, of course, around motorcycles. But the F1's never really sort of taken. A, a lot of interest here. I mean, there's certainly no Bangkok Grand Prix. Yeah, it'd be a great event to have here. Yeah, well, I mean, they had a Alpha a Sing yeah, around Sukhumvit Road and then yeah. out to Sawanapum and back. They could do a good circuit. Yeah. Sing was uh, or Singer was sponsoring Alpha Romeo, so you could see uh, last year Giovinazzi and Kimi Raikkonen being on huge billboards with Sing logo on it and the Alfa Romeo F1 cars. But yeah, Alex Albon gets no love. Not not as of right now. Things could change. He if I showed you a it. picture of Alex Albon, would no. you know who he is? No, no idea. Natty, mm -hmm. if, do you know who Alex Albon is? No. No. Noom, Alex Albon? Uh, From, if I showed you a picture, would you know who he is? I think yes. Okay, well done. Noom knows his The answer support. is actually no. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, any other questions, Natty? Hans asked, um, I thought that 
the pornographic sites are firewalled in Thailand. Is that true? <laughs> what did he say? Uh, the pornographic sites are firewalled. Oh, yes. Uh, the people who decide whether these sites are firewalled or not are often found to be the most prolific users of these sites. So uh, you can actually get onto just about any pornographic site, I've been told, um, including OnlyFans. <laughs> so uh, Natty told me that uh, you can get onto all these sites. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, because we asked her to research this. It's important research. I take my research very seriously. Yes. Now, Mr. A also asked, do you ship Tiger stuff internationally? Yes, we do. Um, our bags, our T-shirts, our mugs. Um, Painting our, as well. Our, our versions of this painting. Oh, the famous painting, the original. I'm going to hit you in the head, Jay, I think. This one, this has been following the tiger around for six years now. It's our, our sort of our headline painting done by a student at British International School in Phuket. Uh, her name eludes me for a moment. It starts with an E. Elizabeth. It wasn't Elizabeth. <laughs> but um, we did a small version of it, which is sort of printed on a canvas type material. And we hand sign these, uh, including Nan, uh, Natty, uh, Jay. Yes. Me and uh, Jet. Actually, so far it's been Jet, me, you, and Natty. We should get Nan into the. Well, act. Nan signed them yesterday. Oh, did she? Yes, yeah, she's oh, into it. So the newer versions have Nan on it. So they're personally hand signed by us, and we do ship internationally. So the, the best thing to do is you can either fill out the form, uh, the what you want to order, and then the Tiger Shop manager will contact you by email and work out the details because the international shipping is a little bit complex yeah. and it's different for every country so we have to work out the price for your location but the answer is yes we ship internationally or short circuit the whole thing and just send an email to shop at thetiger.com mm -hmm. how have i done cool. good job yes okay i'll put the painting away all right um can I have a little bit? Yes, so Joe Aloha also asked, how many tiger posters have been sold so far? Ooh, we, initially we sold first 20 in the first couple of weeks. About 28. Yeah. yeah. It's about 28 so far. And so th they are literally a um, uh, individualized. Every person's got hand done signatures. And unfortunately, the signatures change every time. The more the more signatures you do, the signature changes. So you've got a one of one. I had to go and uh, open up a, a new account for the Tiger last week. I mm -hmm. went to Bangkok Bank. I must have signed my signature more than a hundred times. Oh. And I kept on looking at them, and I was doing them, thinking none of them are even <laughs> vaguely like each other. And if somebody sort of started looking at that, they're going, I think a hundred different people signed that document. <laughs> But I don't know, after yeah. all these years, I still can't do a consistent signature. Wait, I've got a question for all three of us. Yes. Jay, Tim and Natty, who is your favorite movie star, male and female? I'm going to give oh. Natty some time. Oh, Tim, oh, male, oh, don't, don't. Favorite male movie star. Male movie star? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, I'm struggling. Okay, I'll start then. My favorite movie... Mo is Chewie uh, from Family Guy? No. <laughs> no, no, a real okay. person. Sorry, that was a lot My favorite movie star, in terms of just coolness, would be Johnny Depp. Uh, but I really like the acting of Adam Driver, Ryan Gosling. Oh, gee. I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Can I... I'll keep that on notice. In the next five minutes, I'll come up with somebody. Sure. Ryan Reynolds is hilarious. Ryan Reynolds is very funny, but it's sort of, you know, he, he's Ryan Reynolds yes. every time. <laughs> slaps it's, the it's the same, <laughs> same person. I mean, you as go into the movie knowing what you're going to get. I mean, somebody like... Um, uh, uh, I'm thinking... So somebody like... And I'm not saying he's my favourite, but somebody like Brad Pitt, who was a bit of a pretty boy when he was younger, mm. he's been able to move into all sorts of different parts yeah. and actually come up with quite a, an interesting body of work like with, with good acting. Um, but he's not my favourite actor, but I'm saying that he's quite different from Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, who plays Ryan Reynolds on every single part he does. <laughs> yeah, true. And he does that very, very well. Are you more, more a fan of like method acting, like Christian Bale? Oh, I, I liked him in his very first movie, Empire of the Sun. But ever since then, I've found him a bit boorish to watch. Oh. It's a, sort of, he's like almost acting like he's acting. Okay. 
Uh, Heath Ledger was very, very oh, good. Short was, career. Heath Ledger was But amazing, he had some, yeah. uh, some great parts that he did very well. Went too soon. Dustin Hoffman, uh, an amazing method actor, and uh, done a huge variety of work. All right, let's, let's talk about women. Who are we talking about? Judy Garland, Judy Dench. Judy <laughs> Dench. <laughs> um, Dame Helen Mirren. Uh, look, somebody like Judy Garland uh, had such... She, she, I thought thinking it was more her personality that over sort of came her, her movie career, okay. which was sort of stellar but not amazing. Um, uh, 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 Bet Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep of the modern era. Modern, yeah, I guess. She's, well, the last yeah. you know, 40 years, an amazing body of work. And uh, But I'll never forgive her for her portrayal of Lindy Chamberlain in... Uh, they ain't going to take my baby. <laughs> with her Australian accent. Nah, it didn't work. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I'd have to really sit and think about that. I'm sorry I don't have an answer. How about you, Natty? For women, I, I can't choose, but there's two that I like. Jennifer Lawrence and Robbie Margot. Oh, sorry, I said Margot that. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because they're oh, fantastic God. actresses. I'm about to say that Margot Robbie is Australian. How about um, a little Angelina Jolie? Maybe? Uh, she's a, oh, come on. Yeah, she's good. Obviously, um, she's not she's really, good. you know, yeah, she's, she's not in known for so her much. aesthetics. Yeah. And for a male, I would... Margot Robbie is Australian, by the way. I yeah. did check. Did yeah, you she, is. Yeah. she is. Well, yeah. I thought she was, but, but given my past uh, score on... Saying who's Australian, I thought I'd better check first. Male actor, Natalie? This might be a bit controversial, oh, uh, no. but Steve Carell Steve is my all time favorite. Why is that controversial? Is I don't know. Like, he's he's great. so freaking funny. He, he is absolutely hilarious, but if you've ever watched Firefox, have you ever watched Firefox? No, oh no. He started doing, you know, he kind of changed and he's has the capability of being a really good actor. Well, nice. I was enjoying watching The Morning Show on Apple TV, mm. uh, and that stars Steve Carell in a very serious dramatic role. Yeah. So uh, he's certainly showing that he's got uh, the, 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 the breadth of work to do something more. Uh, there's just so many actors now. You like them for a time, and I don't really have a, a, a favourite male or female. I, I sort of appreciate their work at the time, but... There's so many good ones around. I think a lot of them, especially these days, take themselves way too seriously. Yeah. And they get up there at the Oscars and they sort of say this or that and speak about Ukraine. I mean, just be Tim's favourite perfor performance was Ben Kingsley as Mahatma Gandhi. He was very good. Ben Kingsley, another great actor. But I wouldn't say he's my favourite actor, but he's done some really good parts. A huge body of work, by the way. Sure. I'm sad I can't nominate Stewie Griffin, because I would. Probably in both male and female categories. All right. Uh, any last questions, Natty? Oh, no. I, sorry. I'm just, like, fixated on this comment. It's just so funny. Can I just read it? Yes. Uh, name is William. It says, Natty no study, Natty no care. She gonna ma marry a millionaire. If he dies, she no cry. She just marry another guy. I'm just fixated <laughs> on that comment. Like, what is that? <laughs> it's a poem. He's a poet. Right. Good That's job. a love letter. And it's probably true. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, did we get any comments about the Thai Airways story, Natty? I didn't see any Thai Airways oh, story. Oh, really? Okay. Mm. <laughs> My code was very well shielded, obviously. Yeah. Nicholas says, Tim, when flying, do you still have to pull your laptop out of your backpack when going through security? Yes. Yes, every single time. I find it so annoying because I, I, I wear a backpack. And I travel. I don't ta ever take luggage backwards and forwards. I just have my backpack, and it's just a little bit of getting it out. And yeah, it has to go through separately. Also, uh, battery packs have to go through separately. Yes. Uh, or they most of the time they won't even allow them onto the plane. Oh, uh, you they mean have to go uh, in your checked luggage? You mean uh, what are they called? But recharging packs. The Power banks. Power banks. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, they've got, got the a thing about that. The most annoying thing is if you're wearing boots or high-top sneakers, oh, you've yeah. got to take yeah. your shoes out. That is the most annoying thing. But you it's, wear those expensive shoes. No, they're not expensive. They're just high-top Jordans. How much did you pay for them, Joe? For the Jordans? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> uh, on average, in Come Thailand, on. they can cost from 5000 8000 oh 8, plus baht. <laughs> right, there you go. So you deserve to take your shoes no, off. No, even if you wear any type of high-top shoes, no. even Converse, I've never which is like a thousand baht. Never been asked to take my shoes off. Yeah, because you wear low-top Asics and New Balance. <laughs> and no-name like, brands. The classic, like, dad <laughs> sneakers. Like these ones? Oh, look how clean they are. Yeah. I don't know. They've got the oil tar on it from the time we went to Maikau Beach. <laughs> these are uh, Asics. <laughs> Bit of leg there. All right. 
<laughs> They're comfortable. Uh, I'm more about comfort than I am about fashion. I'm not going to wear 5,000 baht shoes. Ivan says, Ivan wants to know my shoe size. It's 11 US. Wow. Ian Thorpe, the Australian swimmer, had size 17 feet. Wow. That's why he was such a good swimmer, I think. Flip, flip, flip. I digress. Uh, so, yeah, your comments. Very, uh, some good stuff there today. Thank you very much for all the people. Uh, any more questions, Natty or Jay? You've got the questions in front of you. I don't the have... hot seats. Um, not seeing any right Not now. seeing any, okay. Well, Jay, I think that probably is time to you know wrap things up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time. That time of the day, we're going to wrap things up. We hope that you have a great Friday and a better weekend. We will do Tiger Bites coming out tomorrow, as well as Natty's second part of wheeling around Thailand in a wheelchair. <laughs> this time she goes to Hua Hin. Do you want to tell them a, a little bit? Do you want oh. to tell them about oh. it? Oh, yes. So I go from Bangkok to Hua Hin by a choo-choo train, which again is very interesting and you guys should all see yeah, that clip. Also known as a train. Choo-choo train. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's electric, by the way. It doesn't go choo-choo-choo-choo. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And, and we've also got um, a, another of our series of Lawyers, Guns and Money. Is that coming out this weekend? Lawyers, Guns and Money, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> we well, recorded five yesterday, so... We did. There might be one of those tomorrow as well. well. We've got a busy week coming up ahead because we've got to prepare for five days of holidays coming up for the Songkran. So, so we're, we're pre-writing all the news for next week. Yeah. So uh, we've got our crystal ball out and we're going to invent the news. No, we're going to be updating you every day, including two special days, Monday and Tuesday next week, where we're going to be at my beach resort in Phuket in uh, the, let's call it the Enclave because that sounds pretty fancy, of uh, Panwa. All right. I'd, I'd better get my Google machine out. And f where is it? God, I've got to find my way there. It's in, in Panwa? I'll have to get there about three in the morning so we can get ready and go into makeup and get the set built. And yeah. It's going to be very busy. Oh, well. Anyways, thank you, Tim. Do you think Jason will be able to find it? Yes. He'll have to because he's got the equipment. Yeah, he does. <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll send him a map location. Mm, that's not going to help, but anyway. He'll probably follow me. He'll be like, I'll meet you somewhere, I'll follow you. Yeah. What, the accent? I'll meet you somewhere, I'll follow you. But he's got a much more Geordie accent because oh, he's boy. from Newcastle. Boy, does he have a Geordie accent. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, viewer. Thank you, Natty, for stepping in as the voice of God herself. Well done. Hola. And Noom behind the buttons. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you've enjoyed the show. Please click the like button. Share Humphrey the video, Bogart. Subscribe. Charlton Heston. I thought we just... Not Charlton Heston. Oh, no. Humphrey Bogart? Sure, he's cool. Dean yeah. Martin? <laughs> no. All right. Martin. That's the end of the show. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.